Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Rogue Grass Podcast with Kyle from Stall Agronomy. And we have a guest for once. Uh, my wife, Megan, is here, and we're going to, and she's going to ask me questions. I said, um, well, we always talk about, you know, what do I do? And, like, if somebody walks up to her at a party, what uh, what she says that I do, which doesn't sound like, what? That's one of my questions. <laughs> it's like, what do people, what do you tell people that I do? And Megan's like, um... You're a farmer? <laughs> I tell people you work with farmers, and then I try to explain it and don't do a very good job. <laughs> yeah. So she absolutely, I think there's a lot of times where she's like, what do you do all day? And uh, I told her, I was like, well, write down questions and I will answer them. And I'm not sure if this is going to be a good idea, but we'll find out. So what's your questions? All right. First question, you kind of let off to it, but what's, what is it that you do in your 30 second elevator speech? My 30-second elevator speech? Yes. Um, who's my audience? Because I don't ever ride in Not elevators farmers. with people. <laughs> Not farmers. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, I tell people I'm a consultant. It's, it's easier. I'm a I'm consultant, and I do sales, and I work with farmers. And that's the easiest way to explain it to people that have no clue what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's just always, I don't know. People don't really understand to begin with, and when you try to tell them what an agronomist is, they go, what the heck is an agronomy? Um, I mean, even, I think it happens to me all the time because I wear my stall agronomy stuff, and people are like, what is agronomy? <laughs> and they can't pronounce it. I wear my stall agronomy stuff, I get, what is stall agronomy? What is what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it happens a lot. All right. My, my really crappy elevator speech. <laughs> hey, that's... Yeah, I, I've heard that in like sales tactics, and they're like, "You're supposed to have your 30 second elevator speech figured out." And I'm like, "Sure." Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll start off with an interesting, fun question for you. Um, how often do you charge your phone on a daily basis in the spring? Um, in the spring, because you're on the phone. I was going to say, when do I take it off the charger? Because <laughs> <laughs> pretty much that's. I mean, I have a charger in the truck. I have a battery pack case and pretty much i mean it it wasn't as bad this year because planting season was so drawn out and weird and i mean it was just condensed like crazy but i mean there is you've seen it before i've had 7500 phone calls in a day and what was our phone bill the one time it was like you used like (laughs) well over a couple thousand minutes and i was like what i think it was more than that even I i think i did the math one one year, I didn't, it was on Twitter. I think it was like six days of talk time. Yeah. I mean, six or seven days. And I was like, man, that's like a hundred and some hours. Uh, yep. So, yeah, I, I charge my phone all the time. Even when I'm home, <laughs> like this time here. But that's for other things. Okay, next question. Um, what do you do on a typical spring day? And then follow up. What about winter? Uh, spring. So, like, what what day in spring? Is it like April first? Because then I'm like no, looking like at tulips. And... May twenty fourth. May twenty fourth. Hopefully, we're done planting. Okay. Well, then May fifteenth. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'll I'll be up by I don't know what four thirty five o'clock, and then if not earlier, when some people call. Yeah, sometimes it's earlier. Um. And then I'm out, try to be out the door by like 6.37. You know, it, it used to be out the door by like 5. 
Um, but then now that I work from home, it's like, you know, I used to get to the office at six o'clock, five thirty, six o'clock. And then I, I do paperwork and stuff or get stuff ready for the day. And then everybody starts showing up about six, six thirty, and seven o'clock. And then we'd go do stuff. But now it's like, I, I don't have to leave the house till about six thirty or seven. And then, yeah, I mean, it depends. Um, it's still kind of weird. We don't know what the farm stuff's going to be like now. Um, haven't figured that all the way out yet, but I mean, like this year, it really kind of sucked because there's a lot of days where I didn't have to get out of bed until seven or eight because it rained so much. But um, most days, I'm out in the field by you know seven thirty, eight o'clock, and then I don't leave sometimes until dark. Usually, I try to be home by dark, but I mean, as long as I can still see Which stuff. In spring is dark is like eight o'clock, so. No, uh, not, not in May. May yeah. is like 6.37. But yeah, I mean, and then sometimes I still come home and I'll do stuff till 8, 9, 10. And then I don't know if we're going to be planting or doing tillage or anything yet, but we'll see how that all works. And then in winter, winter's way different. Winter's the big question since it's now winter in your home. Yeah, so winter, I'm still up at 5.36. Um, Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Well, either way, it doesn't matter. Um, and I try to be, you know, I used to be in the office at 7.30, or we had to be at the office by 7.30, usually it was there 7.15. Um, so my goal is every morning to be in here by 7.30, doing something, um, which means I get up at, what, 5.36, and then I work out for 45 minutes to an hour and take a shower and do all my stuff, and then, yeah. Then I'm usually on the phone till. 8, 9, 10 o'clock, and then out the door, you know, stop somewhere for lunch, you can take it a little easier, and then I try to be home by like, what, 4, 30, 5 o'clock, but then some nights I'm still working late, so, I don't know, my best time for me to work in the office is like, 8 to 10 o'clock at night, <laughs> that's like my favorite time, I don't know why I'm more productive then, maybe there's not as much stuff to do, but yeah, there's another question, we got... Yeah, you can't eat, be like 18 feet from the microphone. I don't want to get any background noise. Um, so what is something that you miss about working at the co-op? Yeah, so we talked about that. Um, I miss, well, it's just working in retail. I miss um, going in an office every day. It's kind of a nice routine. Um, we're recording this on a Sunday, and my, my life is really weird. <laughs> I don't have, like, a schedule. Um you know, maybe at Friday at two o'clock, I'm like, eh, you know what? I don't have any more appointments instead of working at the co-op. I had to be there till four or four thirty. I just like the other day I was at Fleet Farm, which is funny because it seems like the more stuff I do in my territory, the more people I run into that I wouldn't normally see. Um, so it, it kind of works out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I miss the camaraderie. Uh, I miss some of the stuff. I mean, I. Oh, we used to get to work and then we'd, I mean, I, I think I, I'm better efficiently with my time because I would just like, I was, we talk about winter at the co-op and I mean, we get there at seven 30 and everybody would be there by seven 30 and then we'd talk until eight 30 and then we'd go do something. Um, then about 10 30, 11 o'clock, then we're all kind of wondering what we're going to do for lunch. And then about one o'clock when we get back from lunch and then we, talk about what we're going to do this weekend or whatever. I mean, it just, it wasn't like we didn't work at all in the winter. We still did stuff. I had a lot of meetings and, but, um, 
yeah, I, I kind of miss that. And in the spring, it's it's nice. I mean, you just have you know somebody to talk to every day. So one thing I miss about being on my own is I don't get to do that every day. I don't have somebody I can just call. Um, but you know, I really never did that before as much. I didn't call people I worked with. Um, I just talked to customers all day who most of my customers are my friends. So that's kind of a, kind of a nice thing. So, you know, most of them too, or quite a few. Yes, I do. What's one of the things you don't miss about working in a co-op? The people. <laughs> so I miss the people, but then I don't miss the people. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I miss like some of the people I work with, but then some of the people are the reason why I'm glad I don't work there anymore. Like literally I tell them, this is why the reasons, you know, my exit interview, you know, why are you leaving? I was like, this person, this person, this person. Um, you know, I mean, I, that, and then, you know, I mean, it just, it got kind of bull crap, honestly, after a while. Cause it was, um, I mean, politics, we, like, well, politics, yeah. office politics just stuff. And then we, we talked about, I mean, like, I'm not the person that's going to go out and sell stuff I don't believe in. Um, and I think nobody should. Um, and they got to the point where they were really pushing some micronutrient stuff that I didn't think worked. And, you know, we, we talked about it and I'm like, I'm, I don't care. I'll, I'll rather get fired than sell some of the stuff I don't think will make my customers money. And they literally like my boss's boss which was really weird because I had like two roles. So I was either, I was kind of in management, but I wasn't. Um, my boss's boss, everything's going great. And then the next same day, like an hour later, my boss technically calls me in his office and says, we're all at the end of the year, we're going to have to talk about your micronutrient sales and you haven't done enough. And yeah, so it's just that kind of stuff I don't miss. Um, obviously, I'm not going to fire myself. Um, so. Can I fire you? No, I'm just kidding. No, you have no, other than like being able to write checks. I think that's about all you have responsibility wise. So. No, that's, um, I miss. Can the dogs fire you? Or can you fire the dogs? Yeah, I wish sometimes. <laughs> um, okay, so I have some questions from kind of thinking way back. I was going to say, hopefully it's not from your parents. No. <laughs> from thinking way back to school. So when I first met you. You had just spent a summer working as a field scout for Pioneer. Mm hmm And you had technically come into Purdue as a teaching major. Yeah. I believe. And you were just changing it because we met, like, the f month and a half into school. So what was the biggest driver of you realizing that teacher, teaching, being a teacher, wasn't for you? Yeah, it was just funny because I, um, I was looking at Twitter not too long ago. Um, when you were gone getting your hair done today, um, I was looking at Twitter and somebody posted, um, there's a teacher or teacher shortage in Wisconsin. And I was like, well, I know exactly why I feel there's a teacher shortage. And the, you know, obviously all the people were like, Oh, Scott Walker, it's Scott Walker's fault. And I was like, no, I don't think it's Scott Walker's fault. I think it's the parents fault. Um, I mean, even when I did a job shadow, I, um, I spent, I think it was like three or four hours every Friday in a classroom in uh, South Bend, Indiana. And um, I was working with a teacher, social studies teacher in high school, what I wanted to do. And they had just, the kids are just running that classroom. I mean, it wasn't that she was a bad teacher. It's just, she had no, no authority or, you know, even if she said it, even if she wanted to discipline them for some of the things they did, 
the parents would call and complain and I was just like, I don't want that kind of stuff. And it's gotten worse, it seems like. And I'm kind of glad I didn't. Um, I think I would really like teaching. Uh, but babysitting people's kids all day. And I mean, like when we were in school, we talked about this. When we had cell phones in school, we weren't allowed to take them into the building. Correct. And yes. all, or you had to leave them in your locker. And now they like use them in the classroom. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, I was reading something. Yeah, I was reading something the other day from a college professor. Um, I think it was at Harvard or Yale. And even there, he said even the good students are on their phone all day. And he's like, I have they're like online shopping while we're in class. And it's just, I know, I'm kind of glad I didn't. I'm not. It's the same thing we talked about being a referee. You know, I was a referee in college, and um, I was a supervisor for intramurals, and I was training referees. And when I first came here, I thought about doing it, and then I was like, you know, I really don't want parents yelling at me on Friday nights and getting paid 40 bucks to travel, you know, an hour away. And it's just, I dealing with the parents. That was my scary thing. Okay. So <laughs> in college, I can tell you what your worst or your least favorite classes. Chemistry or no organic, organic chemistry, chemistry specifically. That was my that least, was... that teacher sucked. That was the one that remember. I still have the recording, so should they record the classes? I still have it. You know, we were all in the class, and we were talking, and she said in the middle of the class, if you don't stop talking, I will have you expelled. <laughs> and everyone just left. But that was the one where um, they also used, like, the first test he gave, or one of them gave, because there's two professors for that one. Is He first, like, he just came back to Purdue. He gave, like, one of the tests he gave was... Um, he gave us an old test from like 10 years ago and reused yeah, he reused the test and then there's like half the stuff was stuff we never even, he didn't teach us yet. And then he ended up giving us extra credit for that. And well, yeah, it was a nightmare. Working through an exam it, and I'm trying to, time, and I was like, what are you, you're doing what? <laughs> I already have a, I had a job. I had everything all lined up for graduation and I'm dealing with that. I was so pissed. Okay, so that was your least favorite class, but what was your favorite class? Not lab class. <laughs> yeah, um, I really had a good time, and we had a botany and pathology class um, with Janice Beckerman. She just moved to Purdue from Minnesota. She was fun. Um, Dr. Van Skoik, he used to live near us. Remember him? Yep. He was a soil scientist. Uh, Dr. Van Skoik, I took some turf classes with him. Um, he was fun. So I did it's in like three sixty five. Agronomy three sixty five T, which is the turf names. soils class I took with him. <laughs> and then yeah, botany was a one oh one class, I think. And then I think those were like some of my favorites. And then I had um Dr. Schweitzer had a pretty decent one. Um that was interesting. I I don't know. I mean so I was on crop judging, and you remember how that went. I needed one credit hour to graduate. Yes, this one credit hour class. That <laughs> it, but it was, was a two credit hour class. Credit, or two credits, but and it was I'm like, like All right. 20 hours of work a week. Well, it was like, it was a two hour class once a week, and I was like, okay, well, that's not bad. And then we get there, and, and um, Dr. Housley was the, in charge of the, he was the judge, or the coach. Mm -hmm. um, Dr. Housley goes, all right, well, it's uh, two hours in class, and then eight hours of lab time a week. And then we're going to travel to two tournaments. And I was like, what the heck? This must be like a one-hour class. And he's like, yep. 
But uh, yeah, you didn't know you were signing up for that. And I was like, no, I just they I think Schweitzer was the one doing it, and he was like, oh, I was signing up for this. And you'll be on the team, and it'll look good on your resume. And yeah, so I was on a involuntarily on the crops team, um, but it did well. It was fun, learned a lot of stuff. But you know, I mean, I learned more in my internships than I did at school. Um, Which I mean is basically I have, how life is. Yeah, I think I got more. Ex- more on the job. I have more experience in some cool stuff in school. I mean, like some of my gen- their genetic stuff. I, I We were talking about that the other night at Meyer. How I uh, changed the DNA of some Arabidopsis. Okay. Well, yeah, because we were looking at the cool um, neon glowing fish. Yeah, the fish. So I, I made a plant glow in the dark by um, using a DNA polymerase to cut its DNA. And then we put inserted a new uh, a new trait into it, and then made it express it, and that was fun. I learned about accounting. <laughs> I do the numbers. <laughs> I do the numbers. Um, okay, so what is one piece of advice you'd have someone wanting to go to study agronomy in school? Um, I think the biggest struggle we have with kids coming out of school. And they're kids now. I'm 35. They're freaking kids. Oh, I've been calling them kids for years. Um, so uh, I think you have to have a passion for it. And, you know, it's it's different because farmers can see right through you if you don't really like it. Um, if you don't want to be an agronomist and you're just a salesperson. Um, I think having, you know, I, I didn't have... so. You know, when they asked me to go into school, when I transferred or codoed, what Purdue calls it, they the only question the dean of ag asked me was, "Do you um, do you have a farm background?" And I said, "Well, yeah, I was raised on a farm." And he said, "What kind of farm?" And I told him it was Angus, and he's like, "Okay, and welcome to the school." Um, so there's you don't have to have like you know a crops farming background. Your family doesn't have to have that. But you have to be willing to learn the stuff or want to learn the stuff. Um, I worked with somebody who, there's me and two other agronomists talking, and then this guy who was a quote-unquote agronomist. And um, we're all talking about which um, tool we want to use for um, tillage before the planter pass. And one guy likes a cultivator, one guy likes a finisher, one guy likes vertical till. And this other guy goes, I have no clue what any of those are. But uh, my customers still buy stuff from me. I just tell them put more nitrogen on, and that's going to get them better yields and put fungicide on. And you know he doesn't really understand the science behind it. And I think it was funny when I was in high school. Um, I've talked to you about this. I had a bi- biology pro- or teacher in high school, Mrs. Freehoff, who still works there. Yep. And so Mrs. Freehoff told me she said, you know, I, I think I told her I hated biology. Like I hated it. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> she goes, someday this is going to be your career and you're going to like it. And she's like, I know you. And uh, uh, that's what I do. I mean, you kind of have to have a scientific mind. You have to be able to um, kind of adapt and understand and try to work through problems. And um, you got to be kind of analytical and try to analyze stuff. Um, I don't know. I think it's it's more than that, especially if you want to be long term. But yeah, it's... It's a little different. You have to kind of go into it. I mean, like we talked about, I did a podcast on being weird and embracing my weirdness. And 
I had one of my customers who was going to listen to this tell me that I was weird the other day. He said, nothing about your life is normal. So, <laughs> so I think you got to be kind of a little and our weird. Dogs are weird. Yeah. Well, everything's weird. <laughs> I've had weird everything my entire life. I mean, we're Bears fans who live in Wisconsin, who are also Cubs fans, who have Greyhounds, and we're just different. That's all your questions. That's all my questions. Should I ask you what you do? You're going to give me the Kevin, the Kevin from the office response? I do the numbers. So I am responsible for internal reporting and consolidation of financial numbers at my company. Megan's losing so interest. I don't have any other questions. Why do I have two trucks? Why? What do I do when I'm at the farm? Yeah, okay. What do I do when I'm at the farm? What do you do when you are at the farm? So, yeah, I uh, I help by, Is like, pointing out things that are wrong. <laughs> no, I... I used to do that for a living, too. So, it was funny. Uh, so, we had a rep come out and ask Dennis, like, questions. And he was like, what? Uh, it's a guy pretty good at working on stuff. And Jess goes, actually, yeah. He goes, you wouldn't really think so. <laughs> He's like, Kyle's actually not too bad at working on equipment and stuff. He understands how everything works. And... um. You have this weird thing where you can just like look at something and be like, "Oh, this is wrong," and I'm like, "Yep, okay." Yeah, or you're my sound in my car or... and going, "That doesn't sound right." <laughs> well, it that makes was that noise all the time. We um, was it two years ago? Dennis got like one of the lights kicked back on the tractor. Um, we had a hired guy that backed into a field. Um, or backed into the field corner, bent one of the light arms, and it ripped part of the like housing for the air cleaner box open. And I heard it from like a mile away. Like I was sitting in my truck with the windows down or up. And Dennis was all the way to the other end in one of the longest fields we have. And I call him like, what the heck is that? And he goes, I hear kind of a light whistle. And you know, cabs and tractors are actually pretty sound guarded. And um, I was like, no, that's something serious. And that's when he found it. He was like, holy crap. That's like he's running it in dirt and it's sucking dirt right into the turbo. But yeah, I don't know. I'm weird. Okay, so I have another question for you. <laughs> tractors? Red oh, or tractors. green? Red or green? Or other. Green tractors, red oh, combines. Well, this is going to be next, my next question. So, and that's that's <laughs> been a family thing for a long time. We did have one international tractor. Maybe two. We had two. Uh, we had a Super MTA and a 706 narrow front, which makes no sense to me why we had that, but we did. Um, but before that, we had A's and G's and... Yeah, Megan's like looking at my office. I have. You have a lot of red tractors in your office. No, I don't. So. So notice all the red too. tractors in my office are almost all two plus twos. So that's a two plus two. Meaning. And that's a two plus two. It has two tires. <laughs> it's two wheel drive in the front and then a two wheel drive in the back. So it's. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, that one yeah. Has four tires. In the front. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> So some of them are dueled up and some of them are dueled in the back and not in the front. So yeah, okay. I have two plus twos and then I have all the rest of the red stuff is either sprayers or there is like farm show additions. And then everything else is like a 4,000 series, like a 40 series, 30 series, 60 series. And there's a 70, 100 series deer. I did and just notice there aren't any in your office. I know. They don't make any. The only ones they make in 116 <laughs> scale 
are the freaking big farm ones now. Well, I mean, you got one for a nephew. Yeah, but I was actually looking. This, they make a 130 seconds version of like a 9550 or something. But other than that, they really don't make a really nice precision model of them. So, yeah, I don't really have any combines. And on all the combine or the tractors here are all things I've driven in my life of being on farms. Which we have one now we have to add because I drove a blue tractor this fall. Oh, man. That's <laughs> so, not only have to buy. Yeah, so um, my... So I did notice that you also have three books in here, which I think I actually bought one of them for you. Um, oh, the other red tractor books. Red tractors, <laughs> red combines. It's it's history stuff. I and, really enjoy like red. Oh, I'm sorry. There's two red tractors. Ones, ones red tractors. And ones one's red, red combines. So that one's much better. Tractors. But then there's some deer ones, and then there's the uh, Kins and Boz books in there too, and then yeah. like, the rest of my books are all like military history stuff. Or random books that you kept from college, which are surprisingly yeah. not outdated. Or Tom Clancy anymore. novels. There's Clancy stuff, and there's Cub stuff in here, and then. There's motivational books and management books. Okay, so so another question for you. Trucks. Okay. <laughs> White or color? <laughs> so that, that was a really funny thing. So we were at, um, what was it? When I first started, I quit. So I quit the co-op, and then I started doing this and then working with Pioneer. We went to uh, go do some plot. Like we ran out and looked at plots with... Um, our uh, regional, like our uh, product agronomist for Wisconsin. So Eric came down and there was another guy that did the same thing. So he was in sales for like retailers forever. And he goes out and buys a white truck as soon as he quit. I bought a gray truck. <laughs> and I'm like, you hey, look. You bought the gray truck like six months ago. Yeah, I know. But I was just like, dude, why would you buy a white truck? He's like, well, I don't know. I just like white trucks. I was like, the first thing I did when I got out of the retailer system was like, I got a freaking different color truck. Because <laughs> now I don't have to have a white truck. But then I bought a red truck too. So we have, truck, so we have a three quarter ton a, just for a seed. And beautiful red truck. It's beautiful red, but it's got 160,000 miles in rust and dents and dings. And but from far away, it just the, looks the like the a beautiful list of, red truck. The list of stuff to Especially fix on it is crazy off, right now. Offset by the beautiful green corn. Yeah. It takes really nice pictures, and from like, it does. We, it's, from, uh, a, from a distance, it looks beautiful. It's a hundred yard fox. <laughs> yeah, it's a hundred yard fox. It's like one of those things that looks really good from about a hundred yards away. Sure. Yeah, we're mean. Um, yeah, so that's, but I don't know. I so I do like white trucks for one thing. Salt does not show up very that well is on them. True. Um, that's I one thing I do a miss. White car at one point, and it was awesome. Plus, it was just a really fun car. Yeah, yeah, I miss Subarus. But it's okay. We get older and we get dogs that are humongous. Then we have to buy SUVs. Yeah. Or crossovers. But. That's all I have. <laughs> and Megan is not like 100 feet away from the microphone. I have a, a cord mic that she's using. And I don't know why, but it sounds like it's really far away. It's even on and everything. I don't know what's going on I with it. I would hope it's on or else this was pretty pointless. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I can see on the monitor. It doesn't yeah, you can I'm, see where you talk. Unless I'm sitting like this, which probably doesn't sound well, right. Well, and I'll use the Dyson compressor. So there's like a thing in here I can use. And then I can turn you up and turn me down and I'll play with it. And You're fancy. Yeah, I know. We have a really, really nice mixer and speakers and everything else in here. <laughs> How does corn grow? Don't ask me that. Because <laughs> you'll be here for 30 minutes. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> corn grow. 
It's a plant. <laughs> it grows from seeds. <laughs> you can ask me, so you didn't ask me this. I don't know if you even know this, what my first combine I ever drove was. Did I ever tell you? This. Nope. Okay. It was a customer. Yeah, well, hold on. <laughs> I have to ask the damn question, man. Editing. We had clean lyrics on iTunes until now. So, um, yeah, you don't have to ask me. I'll tell you. What was the first guy? I won't you tell you the person. It was somebody up by Kleiman that I used to have as a customer. Not anymore. Okay. Um, that was a 9510. Remember? It was a picture of me with a green combine unloading on the go. And then the guy just left, like, after a couple hours. He said, he was, you know, I was combining and... All of a sudden, I call him. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm kind of done. It's a Sunday. I've been combining for like 20-some acres. And he's like, oh, I'll be back in a little bit. I just want to go take a load in. And he's like, I'll be back in like an hour. Well, yeah, that was my first combining experience. I remember when you combined the first time for Dennis. It was not Halloween, but it was a couple days before. And I called you because I was on my way to a Halloween party. And you... I was like, oh, what are you doing? And you may not have been commenting. Maybe you were just driving the tractor. It could have been, but you were, like, so excited that you were driving the tractor. Yeah, I think that was the first time I drove. We had a Massey tractor. Yeah, I think that was the first time. Dennis had a Massey. I just thought he Mm -hmm. was John Deere. Right there. You know, like I said, I bought every tractor I've ever driven. (laughs) I do have a picture of you in a blue one. Yeah. Um, so, no, yeah, we, uh, that was the first time I drove Dennis's tractor. Uh, first tractor I drove was our Jeep, so I learned on a hand clutch when I was a kid. I lied, I just found a combine in your office. Yeah, that's a green one. There's I don't know why there's a green one here. over there. It's on top of the paper. Yeah, and I hate green it's, combines. It's, I'm lighting the paper. <laughs> but it's, I think it's, um, I'm fairly certain that's a Farm Progress Show edition we bought. Probably, because there's more downstairs than a Farm they Progress are. Show. It's pretty much either Farm Progress Show or Precision's in here. Um... Yeah, first tractor I drove was Grandpa's Model G, like our family's tractor. We still have. And yeah, it's still in the, I assume it's still in the garage. We did not see it's in the it barn. at Christmas. It's in the barn at Grandma's. Yeah. Yeah, we, that's already got, I don't know what's going to happen with that, but we, it's not leaving the family ever, ever. Um, yeah. <laughs> How many miles do I drive in a year, Megan? $7,000 worth. <laughs> <laughs> that was like almost nine. That was personal tr- miles, or like personal truck miles. Um, I think, what was it, 17,000 something this year on that truck? And then there was 11 or 12 on the other truck. You traveled a lot of miles. Yeah, and there should be less than the personal one next year. So. Well, yeah, because you didn't have the... The red truck was broke for a little bit, and then the air conditioning wasn't working right, and... Now, that all got fixed, and now I have to fix the battery on it, apparently. After the nerf last bars week. so we can get in with Nerf bars that's rosted off. Um, I, got, I got a laundry list of stuff to work on in that truck, and then the way wagon needs a good wash, and then I've got to add a couple things to that, too. And We have a lot of winter projects to do this year. And by we, he means him. Yeah, me. <laughs> And then I was told that nothing's going in the shop if it's below freezing outside for whatever reason he's not opening the doors. So now I got to, I got to figure that out at some point. And we might be figuring our own storage out. Hopefully, moving potentially. Potentially. Yep. So. I mean, not this winter, but. All right, we're at thirty-two minutes, so we're gonna cut our 
I don't like to go much longer. We can talk a lot about me if you want. All right. Well, that's going to be it. So, yeah. Megan asked me questions. I tried to do a video. She wouldn't do it. Nope. She's just not very photogenic. Yeah. No, she's photogenic. She's just really shy on camera. And then she'll laugh and do these awkward laughs that you do all the time. Yep. And I got a middle finger. This is a family box. It literally says family clean lyrics on iTunes. So. That's why we haven't done the tell-all episode of why I left a co-op and what all happened and what they do to screw over their customers. But nah, I'm just, sometimes they do screw over their customers though, but not all of them, not all of your money, but sometimes it happens. So anyway, that's it. Uh, that's it from the two of us. Hopefully I can if get this mic situation figured out. Put them in the comments and then I'll ask them on another <laughs> one. Oh God. <laughs> Don't ask for more. <laughs> So, okay, well, that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed that one. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, it's been like a month since I did one of these, but we had holidays and seed sales deadlines, and guys are still trying to combine. I wrapped up my last plot before the first of the year, so I got that done. It was a weird winter. Yeah, it's been weird to begin with. Yeah, fall is colder than it is now in the end of December and into January. We're in January now, and it's 35 degrees, and it was like 52, three days ago. So, yeah, it's... It's like warm winter slash cold snowy fall. We have more snow in fall in October than we've had in December and January so far. So anyway, hopefully you guys enjoyed that one. I'll be back hopefully in a couple weeks. Should have another one. So I'll catch you guys next time.